So how did we get into zone two? How did we... Was I the first one that started doing it? I have dabbled with it a little bit. Um, just because of all the programs I've tried and um, different coaching that I've had. I have tried... I've done zone two because there's been days, 45 minutes, zone two on the C2 bike or yeah. wherever your machine is. So I've dabbled with it, but I never really believed in it yeah. <laughs> yeah i get that it was i think right now i do now that i like i have so much experience and so much knowledge and have played with so many different things i'm like holy crap i do feel phenomenal i do a little zone two here and there yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the point of this so yeah since we're recording now so the point of this is figuring out different types of training specifically zone training mm -hmm. so if you're not familiar what zone training is there are essentially there are five different zones and when we talk about zones we mean what is your heart rate in mm. beats per minute in because your heart rate is always in one of these five zones so number one how do you calculate your max heart rate and there's a bunch of different ways to do it i've the two most common that i've heard was you take 220 minus your age mm -hmm. and that's your max heart rate Right, that's not perfect for everybody. If you exercise, it's going to be a little bit different. Specifically, if you do like high-intensity exercise, it's going to be different um, because I've well exceeded my max heart rate multiple times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 220. So if you're 30 years old, 220 minus 30, your max heart rate would be 190. Oh, no, I peaked 200 before. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I mean. So it's not like it's not like you're going to die like on the spot. If yeah. heart, it's not. That's what, not what it means. Um, it's just a good rule of thumb to go based on. So. Yeah, so if you're 50 years old, 220 minus 50 would be 170. So then mm -hmm. your max heart rate is somewhere around 170. Again, these are ballpark numbers. Every individual is a little bit different, but that's mm -hmm. a good place to start. So in CrossFit, and this is, this is one of my least favorite things about CrossFit, is that CrossFit does not incorporate any type of zone training except for the highest zone that you can maintain. Mm -hmm. So CrossFit is high-intensity, constantly, constantly varied functional movements performed at high-intensity. And in any CrossFit workout that I've ever done, it is you spike your heart rate, recover, spike your heart rate, recover, and do it over and over and over. So you're essentially in zones four and five the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are the zones? I should, we should talk about that. What, is, what are the five zones? So, yeah, there's five zones, and I, I use the cheater way. I have a Garmin watch, so it, like, tells me my zones, so, like, I know what heart rates are what I'm supposed to be targeting. But essentially, like, your zone ones, you're very, like, your low end of everything. It's... Yep. Not necessarily resting, because resting is resting. I think it includes. I mean, I would it include includes that. It includes resting, but it goes up. Like, their heart ranges. I guess that's the best thing that it, like, like spread. They're like, these zones are based off of ranges. So you have this heart rate to this heart rate would be zone one. This heart rate to this heart rate would be zone two, and so forth. Yeah, so the easiest way for me to remember that is zone five is the max. So exactly. it, it's 90% of your max heart rate up to 100%. That is zone five. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. like sprinting. Yeah, 100% effort. You cannot maintain that for that long. Mm -hmm. Most people can't maintain that for that long. So 90% to 100% of your max heart rate is zone 5, and then 80 to 90% is 4, 70 to 80% is zone 3, 60 to 70% is zone 2, and then 60%, less than 60% is zone, zone 1. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are, those are the five zones. Um, and what we're finding is that there are more than just zones four and five when it comes to training. And that's what we have been experimenting with a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, that's where the big takeaway is. And zone training is popular when it comes to running. Like, and it, some runners actually get away from it nowadays, but it's been a very popular thing when it comes to running because running to run zone five 
for every single session you run is just not sustainable. Typically, athletes don't progress or they don't see very good results when it comes to like preparing for marathons, preparing for this race, preparing for that race. So zone training took very good popularity there. What I think is interesting, though, is that zone training applies to all aspects of training. It can be seen in the gym doing CrossFit, and CrossFit is very, very targeted in the 4-5, but we don't do 2 or 3 very often. And I have found that doing 2 makes you feel phenomenal, especially when you work it in like a midday or mid middle of the week or whatever it is. You just do it, zone 2, you hold it. It's not necessarily super exciting, but you recover so much better and you feel so much better the next day. And I think that's the big takeaway from it all. Yeah, and I have always been, my entire athletic career, I have always been a practice over theory kind of a person. So if someone tells me, hey, this is what you should do, or this is the best way to do it, or if you want to get better at running, this is how you do it, it's one thing to read it in a textbook. It's another thing to actually do it and see, holy mm. shit, this actually works. Yeah. So I'm a big, so I've, I've never dove into the zone two, zone three training because it sounded like something that's, in a textbook that a scientist came up with, and, you know, I'm sure they're smarter than I am, but I, I avoided it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now that I've actually been doing it and following through with consistent zone two and zone three training, specifically with my running, I found that it actually does make a difference in a couple of ways. Uh, you had touched on it. One is recovery, mm -hmm. is if you stay in zone four and five, Every single day, every single workout, you are going to get burnt out. Mm -hmm. And the, my, the CrossFitter in me is, like, yelling on the inside like, to make yourself slow down is so hard for people to do, yeah. myself included, and it's good for you. Um, just like a CrossFit workout. Like, you cannot – and anybody, will t anybody, any legitimate CrossFit athlete and coach will tell you, if you go into a max effort, 100% intense workout as hard as you can every single day, you are going to get burnt out or injured. Mm -hmm. You need to have recovery days. You need to have rest days. You need to have lower intensity, long workout days mixed in there along with the high intensity days. So, exactly. so we're not saying not to do high intensity workouts, but there are benefits to zone two training. There's a balance to it all. Yes. And a couple of the benefits that I've seen, I've seen personally, um, how long am I doing it? May. When was our marathon? May 20th? Yeah, May 20th. So it's about a month and Yeah, half. about six weeks. So yeah. the last six weeks I've been doing it. My resting heart rate has been consistently 58 to 60 beats a minute since as long as I can remember. I've mm -hmm. always had like fit, um, Fitbits or smartwatches, whatever. It's always been between 58 and 60. Mm -hmm. The last six weeks since I've been incorporating zone two training. My resting heart rate dropped to between 48 and 50 beats a minute. That's crazy. In six weeks. Yeah. In my, I, it's never been like this in yeah. my entire life. So literally, I, my heart is beating so much more efficiently than it ever has. Only thing I changed was I added more zone two training. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I run more. Yeah. So I know. So this is this is what I mean about practice over theory. I tried this. I tested this, and I saw holy shit, it works. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna tell everybody else that it works. So that's, that's where I'm at now is I am doing the best I can to talk more people into incorporating zone two training into their regular workout routines. Yeah, especially if you're training like six days a week. There needs to be like one day where you just go zone two. It's slow, steady. You focus on that heart rate, and that's what you hold. Because you you'll find out you can't move very fast at that zone. Like you have to be very controlled. So it's very 
very low intensity, which is a good way to recoup that body, get it feeling good, and recover. So I would argue most people don't even need to be working out six days a week. Well, opt- yeah. Like one day should be a complete rest day, and uh-huh. then maybe a fifth day or that sixth day should be 45 minutes zone two training. And like, that's what I was yeah, incorporating yeah, there. Yeah. So, like, that would be more of an active recovery yep. day. Yep. Yeah. I got you. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Proceed. So. Um, the other thing that you, I think you mentioned up, though, is the mental, like, aspect of it. What I like is zone training also forces you to learn pacing. Um, it doesn't matter if you're doing CrossFit workouts or you're running. Everyone stinks at pacing. I've watched 99,000 people go into a CrossFit workout head first and burn out within two minutes when they know it's a 20, 30-minute workout. Or the same thing goes with running. They come out way too hot. They're like, wow, we came out too fast. What I like about the zone training is it's not going to give you, you know, the shortcut or the how-to on pacing, but you start to learn and understand that output of things. The zone two, it's uncomfortable in the fact that you have to make yourself slow down, which a lot of people cha- are challenged with. They refuse to go slow. They don't know how to go slow. And that zone two starts to show you like, hey, this is a controlled pace at zone two. You start dabbling in zone three. Now you know to kind of those two different zones, how fast you spend a lot of time in those zones. You're going to learn how to sustain those zones without having to sit there and look at your heart rate. You know what that output looks like, and so you're able to adapt that to your training as well. Yeah, so you – that's another another thing CrossFitters are notorious for is going headfirst into the workouts. Yeah. Um, how, I, how I explain it to members is is you should have gears, like gears mm-hmm. to a car. Right? You got first shift, second shift, third shift, whatever. Fourth shift and fifth shift. That's crazy. I, <laughs> it's funny how that, I didn't plan that. <laughs> right, so you have these different gears, but most of right. us – Again, myself included, until about six weeks ago, until I saw a difference, most of us have one gear. (laughs) (laughs) If if we're going for a run, (laughs) we are going to get this speed. Uh, And, you know, for some people, especially CrossFitters, it's fast, and you go as fast as your body can possibly maintain. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it. Most people have either, or if they have two gears, they have a fast gear and a slow gear. Yeah, there's no in between. Right. But you you should be in control of your body enough that you... Like, if you ma- if you fastest mile, let's say someone's good at running, they run a six-minute mile, mm-hmm. you should be able to run at a six-minute mile pace. You should be able to run at an eight-minute mile pace, a 10-minute mile pace, and a 12-minute mile pace. Mm-hmm. Forcing people to slow down into a 10 to 12-mile pace oh. is like pulling teeth. Yeah, they hate it. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> and it's a weird thing. It's, it's for people that normally exercise and come to the gym four or five, six times a week, it's harder to get people to take a day off than it is to make them come in. You know what I mean? So if, if you are consistently coming into the gym, it would be more challenging for you to take a day off than mm-hmm. it would be to come in. Oh, for sure. The same concept is applied to running where it's easier for you to run your head into the wall as fast as you can than it is for you to slow down. Yeah. Like I have a harder time getting people to slow <laughs> their asses down than I do to just run their head into the wall. So yeah. And there are benefits to it. Number one, like I said, the resting heart rate, I have proven that this works. Your resting heart rate will go down. Mm-hmm. Your heart's beating more efficiently. And there's a lot of benefits to burning, just burning calories. Like yeah. They call that the fat burning zone is zone two. two. Yep. You just stick yourself in zone two, get on a treadmill or go run outside or on a bike or whatever. And uh, for me, it's 135 to 145 beats a minute. Mm-hmm. That is my sweet spot. Yep. So like on my easy runs and my easy cardio days, I am keeping my heart rate there no matter what. And that takes uh, that does a couple of things. One, it makes me slow down. It makes me able to run longer because I'm not pushing as hard, so I can do more miles and do more hours. Um, and I'm not exhausted. Like yeah. it, it, 
when I'm running a fast, like my fast intervals, I'm completely oh, exhausted and I yeah. get burnt out. And that's why, and look, the more I reflect on it, the more I believe that's why I've gotten burnt out of running in the past is just because I run so fast all the time. Yeah, and it's miserable. <laughs> it <laughs> it's really, is. it's hard. <laughs> Running's hard. But man, when you slow down, just enjoy it a little bit. You're mm. able to do it more consistently yeah. and for a longer period of time. And I think there's also an opportunity for like technical things there too. Like, yeah. like running, running is one that always is overlooked. Like, oh, I'll just go outside and run. It's like there is technique to running. If you want to become better, you want to become safer at it, you want to lower your risk for injury, whatever it is. If you want to increase all those aspects or change those things up, you have to learn how to run properly to a certain extent. And in order to do that, you can't do that run a six-minute mile as fast as you can. You can't – that's – it's so hard to do that. It's like saying grabbing a barbell, put 405 on it, start benching and say, hey, fix your technique real quick. It's very hard to do. So sometimes we have to slow things down. And if you're in that zone too, it's a great opportunity. Like, hey, where are my balls – my ball my foot striking? Hey, how's my posture? Hey, how's my arms? Whatever it is, you can focus on all those things without sitting there like dying. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Working on technique at the slower pace. I yeah. love it. Um, yeah, Mark Bell talks about that a lot of like playing with different running techniques while you're doing it. And you're right. When you're trying to set a personal best when you're running, it's really hard to dial in technique. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to do that at a different time. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And uh, the other one, too, though, is like that zone two allows you to start to hit those longer domains of workouts mm. you know we talk about anaerobic aerobic and glycolytic and all these fancy terms and science terms the idea though is we should have a balance of domains that we hit we shouldn't always just be hitting five minute workouts there should be some 10 15 there should also be some 30 to 45 minute workouts in order to hit a 45 minute workout you can't be in zone four or five or it's very challenging for most people so we need to dial back into that zone two that allows us to work for 45 minutes without keeling over in a matter of 10 minutes or whatever it is yep. And that brings up a good point with my – and this is specifically for my runners out there mm -hmm. because I am a runner. There you go. Um, most of my runs are slow, mm. meaning zone two or maybe zone three, but I've been sticking to the 135 to 145 beats a minute, and that's my sweet spot. I have a Garmin watch and a Garmin heart strap that connect to each other, so it gives me real-time feedback. So if I start going too fast or if I go up too big of a hill, I slow myself down, and mm -hmm. I keep myself right there. Best way I can, I, best way I've heard it explained, is that zone two training, especially specifically with running or any, yes, any endurance events. That aerobic conditioning, which is the slow zone two long time domains, that is your foundation of fitness. Mm -hmm. It makes it really easy to build on that foundation, right? So if you are planning for a longer run, like a marathon or one of those longer tough mutters, you have to have that base of just. I call it your forever pace, where you can just run like this forever, where you're going slower than you want to go. You build up that aerobic base, and then when we do our sprint intervals and our track workouts and our faster and our tempo runs and stuff, those are the houses that you build on top of the foundation. Mm -hmm. But if you're missing that foundation, man, you're just missing out on so much fitness. And that's what I've been trying to, again, I've been trying to instill in the members of our gym, and we've been doing it for a while, yeah. is you need to have an active recovery day every week. Yo, for sure. Today's my day. I walked. That's, yes. That was my active recovery. Perfect. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. You got to do something mm -hmm. easy. It helps your body recover. It gets you hurt, efficient and comfortable at beating at that time frame. Mm -hmm. And the better, the more you do it, the better you get. And that's the other thing that this is my, my practice over theory that I have seen 
legitimately works because I have measured it and tested it is that I run the same path by my house. I think I've run it three times now. And again, my go I'm not allowed to let my heart rate get over a uh, 145 beats a minute. Mm -hmm. So over the same course, same distance, I've run it three times, and each time my pace has gotten faster while my heart rate stays the same. That was what I was going to ask you is have you seen improvements in pace so, too? Yep. So that is that's that's empirical data that mm -hmm. I have tested and I have proven this works is when I started, I think I was at like – Oh, and it is slow. Like, it's slower than you want to go. So, <laughs> so for me, my marathon, when I did my marathon, my pace was 10 -0. Yeah, you had to beat 10-something for 10 sure. 10 3 or 10 7 yeah. I forget. Whatever it was. It was just over 10 minutes. So when I'm doing these long runs, my pace when I started was like 11.30. Mm, so it okay. was slower than my marathon pace. Yeah. But now the more I do it and the more time I spend in that zone between 135 and 145, now my pace is going from 11.30 to 11 to 10.30, to 10.05, and then I'll have some stretches where I'm going a little downhill, and I'll be like at a 8.45, nine-minute mile, and my heart rate's still at 130 beats a minute. That's cool. It's like, it's, it's, and it's cool to see because it's not, it's not subjective. It's not like how I feel because I'm, I'm guessing a little bit when right. I'm doing that. I have my heart rate monitor. It is counting how many times my, my heart beats. <laughs> right. So I, like, it's working. Yeah. It's cool to see. So now I know for a fact that this zone two, zone three training, it works. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think all those things are crazy cool. Is like, cause that's what's to me is like I've gotten very interested in heart rate because I do. I live more in the realm of like lifting barbells and I run occasionally. Like I like running. I enjoy it. I go out there and do it, but I don't make it like my everyday routine. So I do live a lot in the gym doing metcons or whatever it is or lifting. And so what I've tried to do, though, is I do wear my heart rate monitor. I do watch my heart rate when I'm doing these things because I adjust it. I don't always sit there and like, well, today I'm just going to blow it out my chest. Hopefully I survive. Like some days I'm like, OK, this workout's 10 rounds, whatever it is. Maybe it's supposed to take like 30 minutes and I'll make sure I hold like a certain heart rate or I'll stay below a certain heart rate. So I'm still playing with my zones. That way I'm, I feel better throughout my days. I'm able to do more out my days because I've noticed there was a point especially when I was teaching and when school was in session, I would train, work, do all those things. Man, there were some days I was just so dog tired because the workouts I was doing was 100 million miles per hour every single day. And there wasn't a day where I was just doing like a 30-minute Metcon, just kind of moving, letting the heart do its thing, but not like getting too crazy with it. And that balance just overall made everything feel better. And I think that's a huge thing to think about is like running, training, whatever you're doing, paying attention to those heart zones and what you're using and how you're training and when you're training and balancing them. It does translate into an overall effective training like outcome. Yep. So, yeah. So how do people put this into practice? I have a couple of suggestions. Number one, get yourself a heart strap monitor. Um, even the watches as nice as my go and I have a Garmin watch and a Garmin heart strap as nice as this watch is. I don't trust it when it comes to my heart rate. Um, it's hit and miss. I'll be in the middle of a workout and just look at my watch, and it'll say I'm at, like, 85 beats a minute, and I'm keeled over about to die. <laughs> like, there is no way I'm at 185. Yeah. So the heart strap monitor is more accurate. Get yourself one of those. Um, and you need to practice. Uh, I'm, a, again, a big fan of running. I want people to go out and run. Yeah. So if, you have, are you, if you're completely new to running, never ran before, starting day one, don't worry about your heart rate. Yeah. Just run. And run slower than you want to. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far you go. It doesn't matter how fast you're going. Just freaking run and make it super easy to build the habit. Mm -hmm. That's how you start. 
Yeah. So then once you do that for a little while and you start to enjoy it and you're looking for, okay, now what do I do? How you get better at running now is when you start to implement the heart strap and the, the, the pacing. Yep. So I would highly recommend, I'd say two days a week at least, of zone two training somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that can look like a million different things. I have a couple members that I'm programming for now where I told them to essentially – jog until their heart rate gets to 140 and then walk until it gets back down to 130 and then jog until 140 walk until 130 mm-hmm. so it's making you stay in that zone and then over time you're going to get more comfortable doing the thing where you can just run at that pace forever mm-hmm. so that's how i would start is if you're brand new just run just yeah. do something and it doesn't have to be far doesn't have to be fast just do it then make yourself stick to that 130 to 140 beats a minute mm-hmm. that's it yeah and the better you get at it, the more we can progress, and that that's when the fun starts. But you got to start. Yeah. It's just about – yeah. It too, it's just – like I think you used the word correctly is practice. There's a practice component to it all. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Practice it. That means take it easy, learn, get familiar with it, and then we can build. The yep. foundation is where we want to start, and yep. then from there we can add everything else. Yep. So that's how you do it if you are brand new to this. For all my CrossFitters – how you implement it is pick one day a week, either a long workout in the gym or just take a day off of the gym, but pick one day a week where you spend 30 to 45 minutes consistently in zone two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you need help figuring out what your heart rate is or what that beats per minute is, let me know. But again, it's um, 60 to 70% of your heart rate. For zone, yeah, too, yes. Yeah, 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. Max heart rate is 220 minus your age. So you can do a little math there. Stick to that zone, 30 to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. once or twice a week, every week. There we go. Give That's it a it. shot. Do it. You can do it. Yeah, let oh. us know how uncomfortable it is to run that slow or move that slow. I know. I talked <laughs> yeah, talk to, talk to one member. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I can tell how upset she is when she's doing it. It's, like, it's, just, it's just the CrossFitter does not like that. But I like it because it allows you to like focus in mentally about something, and you just think. like Think positive thoughts, but like – Get your mind right there. That's why I like doing it. It's like my meditating. It's weird, but yeah, that's what I like to do is like meditate during that time. So I love it. We run. Go outside and we run. It's nice out. Yep. Practice your zones. Check them out. If you've got questions about any of the zone training or zone two or how to set yourself up, reach out. Let us know. And, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a like. Subscribe for more in the future, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.